Hi, this is Stephen Bryant, and I want to welcome you to episode 12 of the RelativityChallenge.com podcast. This is going to be part one of a four-part video series. Originally, I had set out with the intent of creating one video that would explain the differences between the model of complete and incomplete coordinate systems and Einstein's theory of special relativity. What I found is that the video just became too long. So what I've decided to do is turn this into a four-part video series. In the first part, which we're going to walk through today, we're going to introduce the key concepts and key, key behaviors of the model of complete and incomplete coordinate systems. Basically, we're going to put together the elements that make up moving systems and makes them interesting. In the second video, we're going to talk about specifically an incomplete coordinate system, what that is and how it behaves. In the third clip, we're going to talk about the, the complete coordinate system, what that is and how it differs from an incomplete coordinate system. And in the fourth clip, we're going to talk specifically about special relativity and how it's related to the model of complete and incomplete coordinate systems. So with that said, why don't we go ahead and dive in? On the screen is a model and it illustrates the key parts that I'd like to walk us through. There's really three elements that come into play when we talk about the model of complete and incomplete coordinate systems and when we talk about special relativity. And those three parts are you need some sort of stationary or reference system. So for us, it's just going to be the background or the ground on which the bus is located. The second part is that you need some sort of moving system or a system that is capable of movement with respect to the first system. So in our case here, we're going to have a bus and that bus of course can move with respect to the ground or the road. And the third thing that we need is some sort of object that we're going to put into motion. In this case, we have a little yellow man and he becomes the third element. So whenever we talk about the model of complete and incomplete coordinate systems, or we talk about special relativity, it's very critical to remember that we have at a minimum those three elements, a reference system, a moving system, and some sort of object that we are going to put into motion. Now, when we talk about each one of these and what's happening, what's interesting is that we have to think in terms of time and we have to think in terms of length. So just as we had three objects that I've already introduced, we have three points of view. You have the point of view of a bystander standing on the road. You have the point of view of the bus driver sitting on the bus, and you have the point of view of our little yellow man who we're gonna be putting into motion. So with that said, why don't we go ahead and set our introductory behaviors and just get them established. And what we're going to do is we're going to ask our yellow man to oscillate, basically to go from the back of the bus to the front of the bus and back to the back of the bus again. But in order to do this, let's observe some behaviors. First, let's just send him to the front of the bus and see what happens. So we have a counter in the upper left corner, and that we can say simulates seconds. It's just our time counter. And we can say it took him to the count of 10 to get to the front of the bus. In fact, we can do that again, and we'll say, see that it takes him to the count of 10 to get to the front of the bus. Now what happens if we send him in the other direction? Again, it takes him 10 to get from the front 
to the rear of the bus. So let's do that one more time. It takes some 10 seconds to get from the front to the rear of the bus. Now in this case, we have not put the bus in motion. We'll talk about that when we talk about an incomplete coordinate system. Right now, I just want it to get that baseline behavior of the yellow man on the street in the first example, going to, from the rear of the bus to the front and back to the rear. So let's do one complete oscillation and see what happens. We know it took him 10 seconds or to the count of 10 to get to the front and a count of 10 to get back to the back. So one round trip journey, I would suspect, would take to the count of 20. So 10 to the front and 10 to the rear. So we have 20. Now, let's make this interesting. Instead of being on the road, we're gonna ask the man to do the exact same thing, but we're going to put him inside of the bus. So now that he's on the inside of the bus, let's see if we get the same math. and it takes him 10 to go to the front. We're gonna turn him around, send him to the back. It takes him 10 to go to the back and we're gonna ask him to do one round trip journey. It takes him 10 to go to the front and another 10 to go to the back for a total of 20. So in this particular case, there is no difference in the man's behavior, the little yellow man's behavior, with respect to whether we had him on the bus or walking next to the bus. He was able to go from the rear to the front and back to the rear in a total count of 20. Now one thing, there are a few things that I'd like to point out because we're going to talk about those in some of the later videos. And number one is that we have to make note of the fact that the distance to the front of the bus and to the back of the bus were the same. So it was 10 in one direction and 10 in another. In other words, if I take my total for one oscillation of 20 and I divide it by two and come up with 10, I can reasonably conclude that he is at the front of the bus. This is a very important point and we'll come back to that. So remember, one half of that total distance means he is at the front of the bus. Number two, another thing that we'll note when the bus is not moving, he is able to do exactly what we've asked him to do, which is to go to the front and go to the back. So that establishes a behavior that we've asked him to complete and he is able to do so. And that is also a you know, very important key distinction. And I think I may have mentioned this one already. There is no difference between uh, the, the math involved with him being on the bus or walking next to the bus. So with that said, that lays the ground rules and, and the key components of what I wanted to talk about uh, in this introductory video. In the next segment, we're going to look specifically at an incomplete coordinate system. Until then, I want to thank you for joining me today and look forward to talking to you next time. This video is copyright 2008 by Stephen Bryant and RelativityChallenge.com. Until next time, be well.